Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is episode 104 for the week of December 10th, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man in the Vikings hat, and uh, we're winning right now. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on the Sunday afternoon? Doing fine, man. How are you doing? You know, the Vikings are winning against a poor Lions team. And uh, I think, what is it? Is it David Blau? Yeah. Who's still, yeah, their third string quarterback. He's, he's doing all right, though. I mean, hey, that when he, that Thanksgiving game blew my mind. When he's dropping dimes to wide receivers down the field, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, that happens a lot of the time with backup quarterbacks like that because there's no tape on them. It's true. The opposing team doesn't know what they're going to do. So if they do have some sort of skill level that they can, you know, make those passes or make the plays, they, they can surprise the team. Taking, uh, like tying everything back to Halo, it's like when that denial roster went into the first Halo Classic. Nobody had tape on them either, and they took the world by storm. So, hell yeah. Uh, but no, we're winning, so fuck the Lions, and <laughs> moving on. Uh, Will. Yeah. Do you want to know what's coming up on this do, week's show? What do we got? We got Halo Reach has released on MCC and PC. We're going to talk about that. Believe it or not, this is a Halo show. We talk about Halo stuff, including Halo Reach, even though uh, fuck Bloom. And then we have CDL News, a new addition to Halo 5? Tournament announcements and tournament recaps. And then we have our HCS Pro Talk Media All-Star Bracket, or HBTCASB for short matchup number five results. That was Renegade versus Hook. The results may surprise you. Or not, depending upon how you voted. But, yeah. And then we also have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HBTCASB for short matchup number six discussion. Which is Pistola going up against Eco. And finally, we have Halo Reach has released on MCC and PC. I wanted to put it in there twice because that's like the big thing that happened. And uh, people have thoughts on that. We have thoughts as well. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. But before we get into any of that, it's time to start with COD and other games watch. And we actually have stuff for you. So we teased last week. Well, we didn't tease, but Florida Mutineers teased that they had an announcement coming. Lo and behold, now we have that announcement. And lo and behold, it's their roster. Therefore, yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think Beth, uh, High Tech Redneck, said something in Discord like, I forgot that they hadn't announced what their roster was because everybody else already had. And I'm like, that's a really good point because I totally forgot they didn't either. Um, but either way, we have Pristini, Skies, Havoc, Mao, M-A-U-X. I probably mispronounced that. I'm sorry. And then uh, Frosty. He's there. We finally figured out where Frosty's being. And uh, it actually kind of makes sense because Ogre 2 is, um, what, their GM or something like that for the Florida Mutineers. So that was kind of funny. And if you watch their their press video for this roster announcement, it said, like, in text, it said, I dropped Ogre 2 from my team to then just be picked up to then for him wanting me to play on his team. Because for those who don't know, um, Ogre 2 was actually on that CLG roster for Halo 5 and they, I don't know if, I don't know the, the technicalities behind it, but either way, Ogre 2 was, I think dropped from that team. Frosty comes on that team. They then don't lose. So 
I just thought that was really funny how they included that in that video. Um, and then the last piece of Call of Duty news that we have, we have Esports Engine is producing Chicago Huntsman events. This is by Adam Apicella or Apicella. Apicella. <laughs> I, for, I forgot, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. But uh, this is a tweet from him, and it states, Since Hex leaked it on the eavesdrop, I guess it's a good time to share that Esports Engine will be helping NRG produce the Huntsman CDL events. So there you go. Good to see that that's what they're doing. Um, we're going to talk ever so briefly about that later on in the show as well, so stay tuned for that. But that's it for COD and other games I'll watch. Will, it's time for some competitive news. First and foremost, we have Mythic Arena has been added to Halo 5. This is by... Unishek. Thank you, Will! It's been a while since we've used that sound, but yeah, I'm has. sorry to cut you off guard there. No, it's, it's all right. I should have been looking ahead. It's okay. You were, you were right there. You had it, man. You had it. All right, so this is a Halo Waypoint article, and I quote, The winter 2020 arena season has arrived and brought a brand new ranked experience along with it. Mythic Arena. Mythic Arena is a hybrid between new and old, hold, new and old Halo experiences, evoking memories of the past while maintaining a modern feel in a fun and competitive setting. By partnering closely with the community, we were able to build out six new maps and five Mythic variants on beloved game modes for this playlist. Assault, Capture the Flag, King of the Hill, Oddball, and Slayer. As a result, we've created a fully-fledged new ranked experience for Halo 5 players to enjoy this season. Movement. Perhaps the biggest differentiator between Mythic and our other modes is its changes to movement. With its finely tuned adjustments here, players will see base movement speed, strafe acceleration, and jump height increased, and in terms of Spartan abilities, only thrust and stabilize remain with a few reductions in their effectiveness. Being mindful of these changes as they will greatly influence how you need to approach traversing around each of the maps. Melee. Because the movement and scale of the maps is smaller than the typical Halo 5 map, we found that two melee kills uh, were becoming too powerful during our testing. As in two hit melee kills. Yep. Right. As a result, we've opted for a three melee kill system that should bring more depth to close range engagements. This damage reduction still allows melee to be effective in, in with common CQC strategies like the three-shot beatdown and the one melee plus one headshot combo, which still both result in a kill. Okay, that's cool. Weapon timers. Keeping to follow Halo 5's precedent, power weapons follow a static timer. This means they will spawn at regular time intervals, regardless of when they are picked up. Also, in keeping with Halo 5's weapon properties, power-ups and non-power weapons will continue to have dynamic respawn timers. Additionally, please note that some weapons' ammo and energy have been altered for balancing. For full breakdown of weapon respawn timers, here we go. Uh, two minutes includes beam rifle, binary rifle, gravity hammer, scatter shot, and sniper rifle. And then three minutes includes energy sword, plasma caster, railgun, rocket launcher, and shotgun. Here are the maps. We have Abyss by Sergeant Slaphead, Cryptic by Sergeant Slaphead, Frontier by Sergeant Slaphead, Goliath by Sergeant Slaphead, Oracle by Oh Soul Flame, Sergeant Slaphead, Cheap Box V2, Harry McLarry, and Mags Dies. And then we have Vengeance by Cheap Box V2 and Sergeant Slaphead. Special thanks. Working with community members on this plate, uh, playlist was a privilege, and we wanted to make sure we acknowledged their, con their contributions. As always, Blaze and Randy355 of the Halo 5 Sustain team coordinated the 343 side of things, while Hex Reapers and Sergeant Slaphead jumped in and led the charge on the community side. 
to help with the scripting required for each of the modes, Captain Punch, Run Nokiard Run, and Yamudas all lended their expertise. To put the final rounds of polish on the maps, Hex Reapers, Foge, and Run Nokiard Run shared their years of Forge experience and helped them get ready for matchmaking. So there you go. Have you played this mode, Will? I have. What do you think of this mode? Um, I was going to talk about it in Will's Adventures, but we might as well hit it up here. Well, do you want to give like a brief thing here? We go more in depth later. No, let's, I, um, I played a few matches, I think three or four and I enjoyed it. It has a little bit of that classic feel. Sure. Um, a lot of Halo 2 BR starts, which is awesome. That, that weapon rips in Halo 5. Agreed. Um, and then with the boosting, you still get a little bit of that advanced movement, but it's not. Like they said, they made some tweaks to it, so you don't get like the full powered boost. Um, it makes it feel a little bit more not. I don't know how to put it, but it's not overpowered. Okay. If you you know you can boost from really far places into cover, nor a normal Halo Five. Right. In this mode, you have to be a little bit more strategic with okay. it. Okay. So they bring a little bit more of that positioning back, yeah. like you had like in Halo Three and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, I mean, it's still there, so obviously the people who don't want it at all are going to complain about it, but... Of course. Um, no, I think it's a good balance. Um, it's It was fun. It was it was fun to play. Something different. I think it's cool that they even did this. Yeah, it's a game that's not really supported at the moment. Right. But there's still... I mean, we talk about a game that's not supported, but yet there's still rotational playlists. Mm-hmm. There's still seasons going on, new updates with these new modes. Um, I got to give them credit for what they're doing and supporting the Halo 5 community still. Absolutely. Um, A lot of the times when, you know, these developers move on to a different game, they're obviously really hard working on MCC for PC. We have the release of Reach this week. Um, In Infinite coming out, you often don't see this kind of movement in in a game that was been out for five years. Exactly. I think it was... I don't know if anybody saw this coming. I mean, obviously, besides people working on it, right. clearly. But, like, I, I didn't hear any rumblings about this whatsoever, if I'm not mistaken. So, the fact that they came out with this is being pretty well-received based off what I've been hearing. And, like you said, it's they're supporting a quote-unquote dead game, right? It's I think this is fantastic. We, always, we obviously have our community-run tournaments that are taking place. You have the SWAT Nation tournaments, which are fantastic, and so on and so forth. It's yeah, but yeah, seeing three four three come out and be like, no, we're we're gonna try this. We're gonna put out this thing that we've been working on with the community itself, and here we go. Tinfoil hat time. Oh shit, here we go. Will's putting it on. What do you got? Did they do this because they're trying to survey classic feel of Halo with a little bit of advanced movement for infinite? So Maddie asked the same thing in Discord. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. I think Sprint's going to be in Infinite. I do. I don't think they go away from it. I don't know. Okay. I, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I just think it's 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 very odd. that It th- is. That in Halo 5, the whole realm of Halo 5 was about the advanced movement. The right. clambering, getting into spaces, moving fast with the you know, thrust and slide and... Um, I know we had H3 throwback tournaments, or not tournaments, but playlists before. And, yeah, um, played pretty well, actually. All it things did, considered. but it's it's very weird that this is a new thing. It's not right. like they're doing an H2 throwback or right. anything like that. It's a like mishmatch that. of it's both a, yeah. kind of experiences together. And it's like, why put that in Halo 5 right, right. now? 
that's very weird to me. So it right. makes me think, hey, let's see what the community thinks about this mode before we fine tune things for infinite. Exactly. And I agree with you and Maddie when you guys are talking about that. But at this, at the same time, like this isn't to go against what you guys are suggesting. It's just funny to me because they also have a pro team, like a new pro team, right? And obviously they're working on the infinite side of things. I don't think they had anything to do with this. This was the Halo 5 sustain team, whoever all of that consists of. But man, I don't, I don't know. They, they've had to have have, okay, so we know that infinite will be at E3 in 2020. Yes. Because it's coming out in fall of 2020, right? And therefore, we have to be further enough along where playtests internally have to have been taking place of Infinite's multiplayer. Now, are they giving us maybe a little taste of that with this playlist? Or are they looking for that feedback? It'd just be, to me, it'd be a little weird being... I'm going to say technically less than a year out now because I think the game comes out in November. So maybe a little bit less than a year out and now you're reaching out to people. Like now you're putting the feelers out. Are you going to... Now, let's say that this is how it already is. They don't mean to make many changes, right? I don't know. I don't know where they're at. (laughs) I have no idea. I like that idea though. Or it really could have been someone sitting in the studio being like, hey... This would be fucking cool. Yeah, they you know they've wanted slower paced gameplay for a while <laughs> yeah. now. Let's 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 see what we can do. Let's put it in our faster paced game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I like it though. I'm gonna I I think we should give it a shot for sure. Um, obviously I'm riding the reach hype, you know, but um, I think it'd be cool for like community play date to get going. In this, is it is that a four party size? Yeah, it's four v four. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think I like that. I need to give it a shot. Sweet. Anything else you want to talk about that? Or you want to wait for Will's adventures? No, we're good. That's pretty much all I had to say about it. So, okay. Well, we're coming back to it anyway. All right. Um, next news story. We have Saiyan making a comeback. This is by Saiyan over on Twitter. And I quote, I realized after just tweeting that I hadn't made it known on here that I'm making a comeback to competitive Halo with the release of reach. Some of you already know this, but here's the tweet to make it known to you all competing with consistent streams from here on out. Hell yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, saying, hope the school's going well. Um, can't wait to see you competing again. Hope you're on a top tier squad. Next up, we have Falling Esports, like we talked about. Um, we talked about this before we started recording the show, by the way. Okay, but yeah. Falling Esports names a new captain. This is by Falling Esports on Twitter, and I quote, It's official. Please welcome Neighbor as our Halo captain for Falling Esports. So, Lethal was making a comment as to how he's just quit, like he retires, come back, retires, come back, retires, come back. And then Beth made a joke, like he's the Brett Favre of Halo. And then somebody else made the joke that he's the Brett Favre of Halo. <laughs> and then um, Spartan made a comment. I just, this is a whole thread. I, it's really funny. But um, what was it? Spartan made a comment. And then Lethal replied with, dude, you like retired from six games in the past year. You're like going for a new title or something. It was just funny. It was just a joke. It was funny. Um, all right. Next news story. Tox Gaming looking for new representation. This is by Snakebite on Twitter. And I quote, our team is now available to discuss working with organizations for the 2020 season of Halo Reach with possible extension of partnership for the Halo Infinite season. 
Please contact anyone on our team for further inquiries. So they're not making a roster change at all. This is, they're putting their feelers out to see about a new organization. What do you got, Will? I think it's too early. Re- too, too early for, to they're, talk about reach events? No, no, no. Or too early for talks? They're talking about talks. Go, they're looking for a reach and into infinite organization. Yes. Not knowing where the Halo esports scene is going to stand when infinite releases and org's not going to jump on that. They're, they might pick you up for the reach season for the next year, but even so, what orgs are left in Halo? There's not a lot sticking around. I mean, you have Lux, who is there. Yep. But they have their team. They have their team. Yep. Um, who else? I mean, reciprocity's gone. Falling. Fall, uh, falling. You did just talk about falling. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Bouncing off that, we've talked about it multiple times where maybe it's not people who are currently there but maybe it's if we can get new orgs or older ones to come back. Right? Sure, but that's where my point's coming in, that it's too early. We don't know what viewership, what, what uh, to say, reach, reach is going to have. Right. Yeah, I like that pun. I like that. <laughs> nice. I hate fucking puns. You know that. Um, uh, and then we don't know where Infinite's going to stand. From what we've no. seen with reach coming out on PC, there's a lot of excitement around it. And yes. Infinite being on PC might, Extend that excitement right. with a brand new game being on PC. Yes. But an organization is going to look at the tra- the track rest- record and the history. Yep. And I would be scared to move into a new team in Halo Esports where we don't know where it's going to be. Okay. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of a tinfoily hat moment too here. Okay. So we don't know what the roadmap is for Infinite yet. Tashi in his post was talking about, and we talked about this weeks ago, but uh, in that post, the HCS five-year anniversary post, right? Tashi was talking about how the plan is to have the full year, the full 12 months ahead of time for events completely laid out. Everybody knows when and where they are, right? He also has said on, I think he's posted on Twitter and so on and so forth, like that, there's been talks with organizations, right? He's looking, I think one of the tweets was, who do you want to see in the Halo space, right? You remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, these talks, some of these talks had to have started, right? Do they know what the what the eventual plan is? Do they have an idea? Is, is Tashi giving them information to, to try to be like, hey, here's what, we believe our plan is going to be, or here's what our plan is going to be. We're obviously not announcing it to everybody yet, but we're letting you know because we want you in here. Again, I don't know. Tinfoil hat moment here. There has to be some, there has to be planning that's going on, right? You don't just launch a season and boom, everyone's there. Exactly. So I guess talks could be reaching out just to let people know. Cause if Tashi is talking to other orgs about coming back, yeah. but I I just don't think that org's going to pick up talks for the reach season. It's probably going to hit when Infinite starts. Right. So we might see talks through Reach, and then when Infinite starts, those new orgs will jump back in with a new game, new excitement, new opportunities to market. I like that idea. And we also don't know... So Reach just came out, okay? I mean, Reach has been out for nine years. Reach on MCC and PC just came out. Let's clarify here. Uh, and we don't know what the first event's going to be, 
like we're going to talk about it briefly it like coming up here in the news very shortly but we don't know what it is yet we don't know if it's going to be mouse and keyboard we don't know if it's going to be controller right so i it's tough for me as well to see like what new orgs or what previous orgs would even come back for reach infinite sure because it is new we we can talk about that further on down the line now another reason why i brought this up to you will is because someone did kind of tease that they want to talk with them nrg you know why right so who is one of the co-owners of nrg now Chicago Huntsman, who do you, we just talked about him earlier. Do you remember? Yes. yes. Ogre. Optic Hex. Optic. Oh God. Yes. Ogre with Florida. It's okay. It's okay. I put you on the spot again. I'm sorry. So Optic Hex, right? No longer Optic. Okay. So Hex. Hector Rodriguez. Okay. Let's get things right here. Jesus Christ. Um, for those who don't remember him being part of Optic, he was part of the reason of picking up that previously CLG roster, then became Optic, then became Tox. So they have that, they have that rapport with one another already. And everyone, like as soon as Snakebite and the rest of his teammates put that tweet out, everyone was like, at NRG, at NRG, at Hex. Like, make this happen, right? So Hex did actually reply with a with a gif of um like starting the communication or something like that so who knows what's going to come of this obviously there's going to be contractual obligations there's going to be things that are going to be worked out if they even go this route but i could definitely see this being a thing considering they have the rapport with one another already but like you said we don't know what reach is actually going to be like we don't know what infinite's going to be like do they take that chance? Does anybody take that chance? And like previously, what we what we talked about, what God, I keep hitting the mic. That's twice in a row now. So, um, <laughs> it just loves you. That's all. When orgs look at Halo players, they're also looking for marketability. As and we talked a, about previously, a lot of Halo players aren't streaming. They're not putting themselves out there where they to the level that these orgs want them to be to make because. Basically, the players become your advertisement for your right. organization. Right. Now, I will say, just briefly, with Reach being released again, obviously a lot more people are coming in. But the question is, how long do they stay? Exactly. We right? saw record views the day of release. And we're going to talk talk, later. You're talking the top streamers were playing, checking it out. Mm-hmm. Ninja played it. Um, Summit, Dr. Disrespect. Yep. And once those guys say, okay, I'm done with Halo, I'm going back to my... Someone goes back to Sea of Thieves and Counter-Strike and Doc goes back to Modern Warfare. Where do those numbers stand? Who sticks around to keep watching Halo? Right. That's the question. All right. Yes. Next news story, Josh. What do you got? Perfect. Sorry, I was taking a drink of my G Fuel. Get at us. Is is it still EMGG for 30% off or something like that? We're not sponsored by Eastern Media, but, you know, they're cool. (laughs) <laughs> AG fuel get at us uh so next news story oh look at this tashi teases the future this is by tashi over on twitter and i quote 
Heads up, Halo competitors. We've always said that when Halo is out on PC, we'll be looking for ways to experiment and test out the platform for the first time for Halo Esports. While I cannot share specifics today, we are working on an HCS Grassroots event on PC. And if all goes according to plan, PC is where you'll want to spend your time practicing. See you online. I want more information on that now because do they have to play mouse and keyboard? Do they, can I, they plug in a right, controller? I said that, right. Like what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you, I mean, you put snake bite on mouse and keyboard. Things might not go well for them. Did you see the clips though? that he has been posting. Yeah. They've oh, been, been ripping heads off. It's like, damn it. I'm crazy. Uh, no, we'll, we'll talk about the keyboard mouse versus controller debate later, but like it's, you're right. We don't know what it is yet. We have this tease. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. Okay. I'm really not. He puts out that five years of HCS post and says, we're going to do better communicating. We're going to try to have this full year roadmap out ahead of time for infinite. So everybody knows what's going on well ahead of time. Right now. I don't know the logistics behind the reach competition that he's talking about. But why couldn't that have been announced right away? Uh, it, the grassroots program, it's been very day by day. Right. We don't know about a tournament until a week before it's happening or a month and then people got to scramble to get there. It's, it's been the norm lately. And I think it comes from the fact that they are so driven on getting that infinite roadmap out. Right. That this grassroots stuff kind of, I don't want to say falls to the wayside, but it's not top priority. Sure. So... I think the re- because right like the reason why they made it was to allow these community tournament organizers to to shine a little bit more light on them, have them take the reins for a while, while the actual HCS gets geared up for Infinite. Yes, right? and it, it I mean it still feels like the HCS is the one announcing these uh, announcing these events. So maybe yep. they expected the grassroots partners to take more headway on this, but they're leaning too much on HCS. So that's why everything seems jumbled because. It's two people trying to figure something out when really one party wanted the other to take the reins. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's why we're getting these later announcements and things aren't getting buttoned down till last minute. And see, I just don't know. And I don't know either. The, the one thing I was hoping for, again, this was just a hope, was that um, the way Tashi talks about this in this two brief tweets here, it sounds to me like this will be another one of those invitational events like we talked about previously, right? Therefore, I was hoping that since it would, since I think it's going to be like an invitational event, that was an actual HCS sponsored event. Therefore, I would have wanted an announcement ahead of time if that was the case. And that would have been a cool way to kick off reach. Right. Yes, I, I believe so. I think it would erode that hype further, right? It would, to me, I'm having that, that competition announced right away. Yeah. Imagine the hype that was on release day and then having a tournament announced that day. Right. And not to say that they would join, but maybe that would give those top streamers just a maybe, just maybe a little inkling of, well, I can compete in that, right? Just maybe, just maybe. Is Doc Doc loves Halo, right? What if what if that that tournament was announced like let's say the day of or the day before the release, right? All that hype is surrounding it. All those top tier streamers are on. Halo is the biggest on Twitch. And you have Dr. Disrespect coming out and be like, oh yeah, 
I'm competing in that. I just need three other teammates. Hit me up. They're like, oh my God. Then he streams that event. Halo's still one of the top games on Twitch. That hype is ridden a little bit further. And that's just one person. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying Summit, Shroud, all these people come out. But just what if one or two of them did? But who knows? Maybe that could even happen with this event that gets announced. I don't know. I just think it would have been better if it was announced right away. But that's okay. We're moving on. All right, next news story. Penn Halo announces 2v2 Halo Reach Tournament Series. This is by Penn Halo on Twitter, and I quote, January 18th, April 18th, and July, wait for it, 18th. At Gamers Heaven PLX on Twitter, $1,000 guaranteed prize pools, Halo Reach MCC on Xbox One. So not on PC. But either way, check out the tweet for more information on those three LAN events that are going to be taking place. Super excited to see those happen. And the final piece of competitive news, we have the Female Pro League announced a Halo Reach tournament. This is by Veronica over on Twitter, and I quote, $1,000 free to enter Ladies Reach Xbox One tourney at the end of January. I will tag everyone with an actual release date comes up, but start grinding and finding teammates. I will try and hold eights once a week. There you go. Female Pro League making a comeback in the Halo scene. You'll love to see it. We've been waiting quite some time. I'm glad it's happening. And, Will, that's it for the competitive news. For your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com, check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. On Friday, December 13th, we have Apex Gaming League Reach PC Tournament. This is over on Twitter. You can check out for more information there. And then on Sunday, December 15th, we have the Microsoft Store London Halo 5 2v2 and the SWAT Nation $1,000 SWAT Miss 2v2. Check out all the links in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And Will, what do we got next? Roster Media! All right. We got nothing real to report at this time, but I want to say, what do you want to say? I saw a squad playing some reach on PC that I think would be awesome to see at an event. What does this squad consist of? Will Mr. T2 himself, Tom T squared Taylor, hashtag Nated. free T2, Nated Brett Leonard, right? That's his uh, last name. Maybe. I think it is. I'm going to look it up, but go ahead. <laughs> um, Summit 1G and Hysteria were all playing together. T-Squared was kind of carrying um, until Nated showed up, and then they were just dominating. Summit is really, he's really into playing it. He just wishes things were a little better for the PC players, for the keyboard yes. mouse players. Yes. Um, I just, they were having a lot of fun together, and I, I would love to see that kind of hype and enjoyment. You know, when Summit's hitting his snipes, he's yelling and screaming and, I, I like that. I like oh, yeah. I like more of that excitement. So it was just fun to watch them play. He also, let me just say that when I was watching Summit, he hates solo queuing and competitive. Oh, yes. Like, oh, my God. Whoo, it's bad. Um, And then also, so I was watching um, Snipe Down yesterday as well, and he was streaming with the doc while the doc was not streaming. Oh, yep. So he's just, he was just playing just, with doc. Yep. He just got doc in there and like doc was, he, was he still, so since he wasn't streaming, was yeah. he still in character when he was oh, playing? He would, I mean, he would talk like himself. 
Well, okay. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, he would make references to his persona. Gotcha. Yeah. He, no, he's not like a normal dude. Um, the, the funny thing was, is that because I, I made mention that, uh, Dr. Disrespect guy beam, he, he just loves Halo. Right. And so he, he kind of was fanboying a little bit, uh, about snipe down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like talking to him. He's like, yeah, I, I was, I used to watch you when I was doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, that's, that's awesome. It's but, just, it just feels so good. Yeah. The fact that doc, one of the biggest Twitch streamers out there yeah, can like, it, it's just like one of us. Like if I got in a game and t- we got to like chat with Pistola and Snipe or any of those guys at the top, I'd be like, I'd be nervous. I'd yeah. be like losing my shit a little bit. Yeah. You know? No, it was really cool just that's to awesome. see him be a, just a normal dude. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, that squad would be cool. Would be something to see for sure. Yeah. I don't think people give Hysteria enough credit. He's a great player. Always has been, probably always will be. Um, Yeah. That's it for Roster Mania this week because uh, we, we there's no there's nothing out there that we we need to talk about more stuff. <laughs> Come on, give us a tournament, give us teams. Let me mess up some more gamer tags. Let's go. I mean, you're going to be messing up them shortly, so I could <laughs> promise you that. Uh, Will, guess what? What? We so remember a segment that we used to have a long time ago called Scrim Recaps. Back when the world season was going on and yeah. we actually had team scrimming? Years ago. <laughs> Gosh. Well, uh, I'm bringing it back for a hot second. The reason why is because, no, we don't have any scrims to talk about. That's besides the point. We have a North America Pro Halo Scrims Discord server. This is by Unarmed on Twitter, and I quote, Any Reach sweaters looking for a place to get together and run scrims, find teammates, etc., we have built a Discord server for it. Please retweet this and let's get the community popping. So there you go. Check it out. If you want to get some scrims going. Yeah. That's it for scrim recaps of the week. We needed that for forever. everything else. Yeah. For everything yes. else. Come on. It took this long. I thought that would have been out there already. I just never looked for it. Cause I'm not that good. It's okay. I, I saw this. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter today. So that's why I included it. Nice. Um, but Will. Yeah. That's it for the scrim recaps of the week. What do we got for the tournament league recaps of the week? All right. First up, we have Ninja's Mixer Matchups Tournament results. Let's run through the team names and uh, players that competed. In fifth through eighth, we had Team Hotel. This was DJ Blue, Moonlight Wolf, Prodigy, and Stormbreaker. Team Charlie. I'm realizing these are all... um, Yep. Yep. (laughs) You'll you'll figure it out as we go. Team Charlie (laughs) was Incision, Mr. Pack, Exelon, and Suppa. Team Bravo was Spartacus. Is it Nevad? Uh, Revelo and Krikus? Okay, here we go. Here yeah, we this go. is exactly why I said you're going to. Yep, this is going to be fun for you. Team Echo was Vinsanity, Avatar, Studman, Recon Rod, and Stallion 83. And then third through fourth, we had Team Foxtrot, which was Green Skull, Nixie, Moto, and uh, Covent. And then Team Golf was Captain Maw. Chrissy Park 343 and Undefined Gamers. Oh, man. Uh, in second, we had Team Delta, which was Jared FPS, Lucky Shots, Dr. Fu, and Jokin. And in first place was Team Alpha. It was Gagad, Manta DeRay, Ruffles TV, and Tangy Sauce. Tangy Sauce. There you go. 
Um, I believe Ninja was commentating over the, the play. I didn't, yes. I didn't get to watch this myself. I didn't realize when it was on and I was um, heading back from work at that time. I just didn't see the tournament. So they had like a, a, a standard host that's there basically the entire time. And then Tashi came on for a time. Um, Ninja, like you said, was there. And then Puckett made oh, a surprise appearance at the end. Nice. So, yeah, that was really Very cool. nice. All right. Next up, we had the Arena Esports Halo Reach kickoff 2v2 results. Fifth through eighth. Super CC and Talik. Zarubs and Trey Dogies. Riot Shock and Release to Kraken. And Vion Fox and Finesser B. Third through fourth, we had another clutch in gun type. They took home 35 bucks and Hyperotics and Sleepology was third through fourth as well. They took home 35 bucks as well. Second was Obnoxious and The Real Vital, 75 bucks. And first was Furium and Immaculate taking home $150. Nice job to them. So we're, uh, we're obviously going to see a lot more community reach tournaments coming up with the release. And we look forward to seeing those. That's all we have for the tournament and league recaps of the week. Thanks, Will. I'm excited for the AGLA to kick off. Because then you'll have some roster mania, Will. I can promise you that. Yay. <laughs> it's time for some topics. So, first up, we have our HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HBTCSB for short matchup number five results. This is Renegade going up against Hook. So, we had a Twitter poll. Will drumroll, please. The results, at least they surprised me. With 52% of the vote, the winner, and moving on within the bracket, is Hook. It's Hook. It's not Renegade. I thought Renegade was going to win this, but no. Renegade got 48% of the vote. Hook moves on. I'm going to find out if any brackets got fucked up later on. That'll be fun. Um, All right. Now it's time for HS Pro Talk Media All-Star Bracket or HBC CSP for short matchup number six discussion. This is Pistola going up against Eco. Will. Yeah. Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Eco. All right. What do you got? All right, let's uh, let's roll through the stats real quick with um, through Halo Five KDA for Eco was a one point six four, and then KD um, did not meet the top ten criteria, so he wasn't on my list. So he was a below below a one point zero six. Okay, I mean with a KDA that that large, I wouldn't expect him to be that far out of the top ten for KD though. Right. So, um. All right, with Eco, what's there to talk about? H2A. Not a whole lot. Didn't really make a splash. No. Um, he was known as unlegit back then, as we found out. Or yes. I found out, Josh remembered. And I was to- I totally forgot, too, because I remember, no, no shit, I remember um, now thinking about it, back during that time, they, keep, they kept saying unlegit, and I'm like, did legit change his name? It's honestly what I thought. And then, oh, no, it's a completely different kid. And, no, it's he goes by Eco now, so. Um, let's see. When Halo 5 started, he uh, was on Team Liquid. With uh, Started off with Ace, Ninja, and then a name I don't recognize was 
Chig? Does that oh, sound yeah. familiar? Yep. Chig's been around for a long time. I uh, I didn't recognize that one. But then um, after the first qualifier, it looks like Hysteria took his place. And then after Hysteria left, it was Heinz. So they went through um, World 16. They took 5th through 8th. And then um, <clears throat> they went into regulation Ooh. in the Summer 16 Pro League. So Team Liquid dropping out. Um, he joined Straight Rippin for a short period of time here. Um, ME Las Vegas 2016, they took fourth. And then the Pro League North America Fall 2016 finals, fourth as well on that Straight Rippin squad. Back to Team Liquid, they took third in the Halo World Championship 2017 with Rain, Penguin, and Stellar. Not a bad placing at all. Um, UMG Daytona 2017, third with Rain, Sub-Zero, and Stellar. On Team Liquid. And then the HCS Pro League Fall 2017 Finals took second. After that is when he joined Splice. Oh, I wonder what happened at that point. So you have MLG Orlando first place, World Champion 2018 first place, MLG New Orleans 18 first place, HCS London 18 second place. Um... Halo Championship Series Finals 2018 is where they kind of fell apart and took fourth. This yep. was due to uh, the ability the, or unability to practice with um, some team things happening. They came in unpracticed and didn't place where they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to Halo 3, uh, UGC Halo Classic in 2019, he played with Tox. They took first. Uh, Beyond Classic... 2004 V4. Um, he was on GMS. They took first. HCS Invitational 2019 took third with that same uh, GMS squad. DreamHack Dallas 2019 on Falling. He took second. Red Bull Rise to Dawn. A little bit um, outside of where you would think he would place, but he did team with Neighbor here in the 2v2, fifth through eighth. Um, yeah. And then... Last major plate, a couple major placings here. UGC, Halo Classic, Atlantic City 2019. As a member of Gold Members, which was Snipe Down Frosty, Pistola, and Eco himself, they took second. And DreamHack Atlanta, um, Snipe Down Ace, Pistola, and himself, uh, they took third place. Yep. So, um, Eco's story really picks up when he joins Splice. He's able to show what he can really do on the sticks yes. in Halo 5 be the team player they needed him to be and just be at a, at a high level. Yep. That team was something else. Absolutely something else. And that's really where he made his name. I mean, he, there must coming up through halo five with liquid and straight ripping. Someone must, I mean, that splice squad must've saw something in him um, because he started off in halo five, you know, fifth through eighth, most of most of his positions. And then towards that, you know, late 2017 season where he started getting fourth, third, um, and then Splice picked him up, and I guess it's kind of history from there. Yep. So. I agree. Um, overall, very strong in the Halo 5 career. Um, not as strong in the H3 showing as, you know, as we've had over the last year. Those second and third placings aren't anything to scoff at, though. With a, um, My question there, though. Yep. Is he came on a squad with Snipe Down and Pistola who have been together forever. Yes. And how much did he affect that play versus those two? It's a true statement. The placing. That's where that's what I 
the other thing, question. the other thing to me is that what you had, you had that tox roster up there for quite a while. You had Lux taking a win. Um, the, those two teams in and of themselves were very practiced mm-hmm. going into their events, right? I wonder how practiced that falling roster was, that gold members roster was. Well, we heard that they weren't. Exactly. They so had the fact that they less than a week practice and they still placed high. Right. That, exactly. that attests to their, their skill. Yes. So just think if they were. Like, think if they were practiced, you know? Very true. Yep. All right. What do you got for Pistola? The wizard himself. So I don't. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of research for this matchup because we had a lot of things going on. So I apologize in advance. I'm just going to be straight up. Uh, but no, th- the big takeaway for me is, okay, I'm going to be straight up again. When we put the Twitter poll out there, who do you think's going to win this? Will? Okay, just we're, we're looking on. Fuck on, statistics. On. Who do you think's going <laughs> to win this Twitter poll? Uh, I don't want to answer that because I don't want to sway anyone. It's going to be Pistola. You know what? You don't know. (laughs) You're right. I don't know. There might be like a follow. Eco has a following out there that no one knows about. And they're just going to storm our page. All these closet Eco followers. Upvote Eco. They they have 20 different accounts just for themselves. They're all going to vote up. No. It's a Um, voting farm on Twitter. But when you look at Pistola. Right. He's. God, he, he's been around so long. He has. And now we're only taking the last five years of HCS as Correct. an HCS bracket. Correct. Um, he still, he's, and now you also have to take into consideration his finger injury, in which case he was out for a little while. So the fact that he came back and he was still a top tier player, like that's yep. nothing to scoff at either. Right. But real, realistically in this bracket, it's all top tier. So. Oh, yeah. When we're looking at placements throughout Halo 5. Well, Eco takes that. Eco takes the placements, but Pistola and Snipedown stuck together for most of the... Competitive H5. Competitive H5. I mean, you did have the Pistola, Trippy, Boobadoo, and Saiyan squad on Envy, or it was Envy, Ambush, whatever you wanted to call it for the, the sure. end. Yeah. Um of the end of Halo 5 there, or the end of Envy really being in Halo Yep. Um, before they moved over to Reciprocity. But the, the teams Pistola were on were never consistent enough for me. We now, talked about you, it all the time, especially with that we, Reciprocity roster. We did, but when you look at qualifiers, they were very up and down, winning some, coming in fifth and some, sixth. Yep. But when it came to the events, they were always a top three, four team. And the other funny thing is that they near, I think almost every time they had to fight through losers. Yeah. They always seem to get the, the hard matchup early. Yep. And then they get their way all the way through losers and they still get one of the top placings. And when you fight that long through losers, it always like in the back of my mind, sure. These, these are pro players, right? But you're playing Halo for that long. It has to wear down it a little bit. It has to wear, wear you down. Yeah. And then they get to the end sometimes, and they're still able to pull through. It is kind of amazing what they were able to do throughout this yeah, season with the fact that Splice and Tox dominated. Right. And the other thing is, it, it like to Pistola's favor here, he is considered to be one of the best teammates to have on any team. 
his attitude, his the the way yes. he carries himself, right, and transition to his gameplay itself. There's a reason why he's called the Wizard. The man doesn't die very often. He just disappears, man. He does. He like what the? Uh, he was. He just, puts on his Harry Potter invisibility cloak and gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, like that's exactly <laughs> what he does. No, the the amount of times that he's able to stay alive and keep a play going. Right. It, it, if you if you think about it in the terms of an objective game, right, not just yep. even slaying out, the fact that he doesn't give up that death and then he is able to remain in a position where his team can either reset up or move to a new part of the map or keep a, even a flag run going because the player just doesn't know where he disappeared to. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible what he does. Exactly. And, and the fact might- that if he stays in that location, right, and he's able to get a couple shots off on somebody, that makes it so that other team can't push up. Like, you have to deal with that player that's still there, or else that player could cause a major nuisance later on in the game. So it holds the other team back. Like Then, like you said, when the, when your teammates respawn up, they're able to get in a better position right away just because of that one non-selfish play where you're getting out of the way, making it so you don't die, and you're being a better teammate in itself. Right. He's one of the best known for that. So let's, we talked, I mean, we didn't really go into it with Eco, but Eco's gameplay. Yep. Very... I would say methodical. He's always in position, yes. making the right decision at He's the right time. He's a great player, yes. So this is, this is, I think all these players are so tough for me because, look, I came in in H5. This yeah. is what I saw were these top players all competing. And I kind of don't, I, I, I have, I can say I have some bias towards Pistola because that Envy squad was my favorite. Sure. But, but you also you saw the th- transition that Eco made going to Halo 3 and still being a phenomenal player. You still saw it. Yeah. I mean, so, and uh, yeah, it's this talking about these players is so tough for me because there was, there was such great competition in Halo 5 mm-hmm. that I think, I think we took it for granted a little bit. Well, I wish it, yeah, I want to, I mean, I want events back. Like I want, like, it got me so excited to watch Halo 5 events. Yeah. But um, anyway, this is, I know, Pistola is a fan favorite. Yes. I think it's going to be tough with his demeanor, the way he plays, the person he is for anyone to topple him. We saw him win the actual HCS bracket. Yep. So I think he's a heavy favorite from a, from, from that perspective of being yes. a great person and a player. And um, even though there's, there might be people who are a little bit more talented, the, the person Pistola is, I think puts him as a front runner. Sure. All right. Uh, there was another question I had for you. What one thing? Go ahead. We didn't. So I I, I put Eco's KDA out there. I'm gonna put Pistola. That was out. gonna be my question. What are his stats? Oh, okay. Yeah. So KD, KD, he tied for top ten. Okay. At one point zero six. Okay. And then a one point eight zero for KDA. Yep. Because he just doesn't fucking die. Yeah, it's nuts. So there you go. Awesome. See, fuck, so, who needs to do preparation beforehand? We got this shit. Yeah, go vote in the Twitter poll. It'll come out Wednesday at noon Central Time, after the day after the episode releases. Let us know who you think should move on in the Community All-Star Bracket, or HPT, C-A-S-B, C-A-S-B. for short. Vote for Eco. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, vote for Eco. Uh, all right, it's time for our final topic of the week. Halo Reach comes to MCC and PC, Will! 
We made it. We're here. It's officially out and about. And uh, this is a Halo Waypoint article. I want to read through it first, then we'll get into the what people are saying, what our thoughts are, so on and so forth. So, the Halo Waypoint article. PC, a classic saga built for PC. Xbox Game Pass. Subscribe with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass for PC, which is in beta, and get Halo Reach, the first chapter in Halo the Master Chief Collection, today. Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, which is the campaign, and Halo 4 are also included in your membership and will be available on each game's respective release date, completing the collection on PC in 2020. Microsoft Store and Steam. The Halo uh, the Master Chief Collection bundle is available today for $39.99 USD, which includes Halo Reach and will automatically update with the remaining titles as they launch next year. Halo Reach can also be purchased individually for $9.99 USD. Note that you don't have to purchase both of these options. We've seen some confusion out there. Think of the MCC product as a launcher that will house Reach. You can purchase MCC Complete, which will auto-update with all the titles as they were released, or you can just purchase Reach Standalone, but it will still install the MCC Shell as a launcher. Please note that an Xbox Live account is required to play Halo Reach PC online. Just the beginning. Today is an exciting day as the first big step in the journey to bring Halo the Master Chief Collection to PC, but there's also plenty more work to be done. As a reminder, Forge and Theater will not be included with Halo Reach on PC at launch. These complex features require additional work and fine-tuning in order to support the additional requirements and opportunities offered on PC. Work is already well underway on these features and additional post-launch updates to Reach, and we'll share more details later next year. In the meantime... The 343 team has performed a mass migration of more than 8 million unique pieces of Forge content from the Xbox 360 era, so your favorite maps and modes from the original game are available to enjoy today. Xbox One, improved, refreshed, and better than ever. For existing owners of Halo the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One, the Halo Reach campaign, along with Firefight, is now available as a premium add-on for $9.99 USD. The multiplayer components of Halo Reach, including PvP modes, Forge, and Theater, are uh, automatically included as part of the base content offering of Halo the Master Chief Collection at no additional cost via game update available today. If you're new to Halo the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One, you can obtain the entire updated and improved collection from uh, with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or with Xbox Game Pass for console or purchasing through the Microsoft Store. As of today, Halo the Master Chief Collection is available for purchase at $39.99 USD and includes the totality of Halo Reach, as well as the Halo 3 ODST campaign, previously only available as a premium add-on. Welcome to Halo Support! In conjunction with today's uh, launch of Halo Reach, we're also excited to officially launch the new Halo Support site. This new resource is, is designed to help streamline and expedite our ability to capture issues reported by the community. Uh, the Halo Support site currently contains a number of helpful articles to help improve your game experience, and give you insights into currently known issues and ongoing development priorities. As an additional support resource, be sure to follow our new official Twitter account, at Halo Support. We'll use this channel to help provide quick, broad announcements and helpful info. And lastly, in addition to reports of any issues you may encounter, the team is also eager to hear your feedback on Halo Reach. For nearly two years now, the MCC team has been working closely with the community, using feedback to help inform feature development, address issues, and drive update priorities to continue improving MCC. Looking ahead. As the team launches Halo Reach today, the foundation is already being laid to kick off public flighting of the next PC release, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, in early 2020. 
Additionally, work is underway for post-release updates to Halo Reach, including additional refinements and improvements, as well as the release of Theater and Forge, the latter of which includes several brand new objects. We'll be paying close attention to the Halo support tickets and player feedback to help inform ongoing needs and priorities for Halo Reach. Thank you to the Xbox and Halo communities for going on this journey with us, and thank you for partnering with us to finally make this long-requested dream a reality. This is just the start, and we cannot wait to finish the fight throughout the next year as we release the rest of the collection in 2020. Until then, we'll see you on Reach, Spartans. So there you go. It's out! Now, here are what a few people have had to say thus far. Slasher states, Nothing could be better for the Halo franchise, the community, competitive players, and esports scene than Halo succeeding on PC. If all things go right, Halo PC will bring Halo and Halo esports back to the forefront. Moses states, People who have a problem with HCS tournaments on PC don't have Halo Esports' best interests in mind. The only chance for Halo to become a global, sustainable Tier 1 Esport is on PC. Halo Esports was on console for 15 years. Don't keep Halo a caged bird because you can't afford a PC. E-United, the Esports Organization, who also teased that they're going to have a Halo team in the works, said, Halo Reach on PC is like the guy that your mom brings home and you're not really expecting much, but he ends up being a really cool dude and buys you cool stuff. And hey, maybe you can be my stepdad. I'd be cool with that. We love Reach on PC. <laughs> oh my God. And then Puckett and Sundance uh, are on Twitter and Puckett states, I enjoyed it quite a bit today. Going to take my, uh, time moving to mouse and keyboard, but overall great experience. Hope they can tweak some UI eventually to make it more noob-friendly on PC. But this is a great sign for what could uh, come for the rest of the series. I'm ready to cast. Sundance replies, sign me up. I'm ready to hit the booth. Ooh, bringing back the MLG casters from way back. Um, So yeah, okay. Those are just a very small few people couple of higher profile people had to say about it. Um, Will. Okay. Your first time really fully experiencing reach. I'm going to say, because what you, we, we played the campaign for a little bit on Xbox. We one. played like one or two missions. Right. And that was via backwards compatibility. The frame rate was horrible. It stuttered. Yes. I missed things at, po- at times. It so. was bad. It yeah. was bad. So this is your first real experience experiencing reach. You played on PC and on Xbox for a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? All right. So I teased this in the Discord a little bit. You did, which makes All me right. even more anxious for this. So I get home from work the night Reach releases. Yes. I have three smart TVs in my home. All three were streaming. It took me eight hours to download Reach. What were you downloading on? Um, the Windows launcher, because I got it through the Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass. Okay. So I know there was issues with that, and people taking forever to get it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you straight up. It had nothing to do with your bandwidth. It was the It was Microsoft. their servers. Fair enough. Yes. All right. Steam was the same exact way, and on the Xbox was the same exact way. So I just want you to know that it's oh, not yeah. your stuff's fault. Well, I was... that. It probably played a little bit of a role, but not. It yes. could have. Either way, Any, it's either way, as fuck. So, twelve fifteen a.m. rolls around. I'm still awake, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna try it. So, oh, past midnight. Ooh, so, boy. I get online, and it's my first time playing Reach multiplayer ever, and I just keep getting destroyed. So, 
for new players, it was a horrible experience because I was dying constantly on spawn. Apparently, you can see into spawn from mid-map on, on some of those maps and just get wrecked. Um, basically, teammates were not helpful for a new player. I just was basically told I sucked all night and go, you know, go die in a hole because I was going 4-12. and 12. So Can I, I ask you what playlist you were playing? Um, I did a little bit of social and a little bit of competitive. Okay, so you played both. Okay. And... Yeah, so I had a horrible experience. The my um my the last game of the night it was only like five games in, um we couldn't get out of spawn. We were just instantly dying as soon as. So I said, "Fuck this!" I left. It sucked. Bloom was shit. Oh yeah, Bloom is. Thank you. Bloom is terrible. What, in an arena shooter, what made you think to add Bloom? Well, guys, he figured it out. <laughs> it's bad. It always has um, been bad. And 80% e fucking bad. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, so in this release, it's like the social playlist is only 85% of what it was originally. Yeah, title update settings, yep. So, come on. Um, I don't understand it. Armor abilities. All right, let's get into some armor abilities Ooh. here. <laughs> Sprinting to time to fire is way too high when you're coming out of it. If you're going to... Okay. if if. Wait, as in... Like, the, to raise your gun and be able to shoot? It takes too long? It or takes too long. Okay. Okay. Um, I get that Halo has been a slower-paced game in the past, but if you're yes. going to have these abilities, make them viable. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to put a caveat on something here just so nobody fucking comes at us. Yes, Halo Reach was designed with Bloom in mind. Sure. Okay? I just don't want people coming at us and be like, whoa, that's the point of the game. Like, I... <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, the jetpack. Yes. I get like I I get why everything is the way it is because they want it to be fair and balanced. Yes. But the jetpack it takes forever to get somewhere with it. Um, you, you do go slow and with it. I felt like much like modern warfare or advanced warfare, jetpacks just shouldn't belong. Like if if you if you spawn down bottom mid. It's because the other team forced you to spawn down there. You shouldn't be able to just jetpack up your way to the next level. So do you feel it's overpowered, the jetpack? I feel it detracts from Halo because that's not Halo being able to instantly get somewhere. Now, Go ahead. Go ahead. People Go ahead. may say, well, Will, you like the advanced mobility of Halo 5. Well, yes, because those, it's all about, like, those game mechanics, you're using spring jumps. You can't just, like... That doesn't have a jetpack in it, though. Right. And, like, some of these maps are, like, three tiers. Yes. You can't just get to the top tier instantly in Halo 5. You have to usually make your way, put your expose yourself. And I get the jetpack does that by moving so slow. Sure. But I just don't feel it's the right place for the jetpack. And, and like, I just hate it. Um, armor lock has done nothing for me but extend the time that I'm going to die. Like, I go into armor lock <laughs> and then I just get swarmed. It doesn't do anything for me. So, in case you did not know this, uh, so when you go into armor lock, right? What. Armor lock uh, has a few different use cases, yep. right? So if you as a, if there's a vehicle coming at you, you can go into armor lock and you could either destroy said vehicle or the vehicle will like launch off you, yep. okay? Preventing you from being splattered. Sure. Cool, right? Another thing is, let's say you're getting shot at and somebody's stupid and doesn't realize this, but if you go into armor lock and they come right up to you and you go out of armor lock, there's an EMP blast that takes out their shields. Oh. So you should be able to just melee them once and they die. Got it. Which is cool. Yeah. Right? Another use case is you're getting shot at, go down. Teammate comes out and Teammate helps. Teammate comes and helps, right? Sure. So 
I understand the use cases. I just fucking hate it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bad. Camo yeah. is useless. Okay. You move a little bit and you're visible. Right. So you're, you're, you're wanting people to camp. Yep. Stupid idea. In the flight on countdown. Okay. So one of the maps with multiple levels, right? On social, you're able to pick which one you want. So there's a shotgun on social settings on countdown. So somebody would have camo, have a shotgun, hide around a corner and just crouch. So yeah, you know, you know, basically where there are because with camo in reach, your radar is gets all wonky and things go everywhere. Yeah. But you can basically tell where they are, but if they're around a corner, you can't get a nade in that spot. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, like, do you try to fish him out? Do you go in balls of blazing? Do you run away? Hope he leaves. No, he stays there the whole time. It's annoying. Go ahead. Um, and then there's too many lines of sight. Okay. On some of those maps. Sure. It just, I don't like it. I don't like the design. I, I don't like reach. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally got there. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Um, another thing is, is sometimes it takes forever to get into a fight in that game. You have to you spawn. You have to get yourself out there a ways or find a way up to a spot. Yes. I got bored. I got bored walking around. Sure. Um, my two favorite modes, capture the flag on Sanctuary, MLG V7, and then same with Heretic flag. Those are my two favorite. I enjoy those. I have fun on those maps, and that's about it. You mean the... It's not Heretic. No, but it's the, it it's, looks like yeah. it. It's it got looks the, like midship, but it's not yeah, midship. Yeah, it's... You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. That Whatever that map is. Yep. <laughs> Competitive playlist. Yes. Not enough maps. It just get boring playing the same shit over and over again. And the other thing I've heard is that not a lot of people have gotten pit. I've never gotten it. I got it once. I'll talk about that later. But yeah, you're right. Like there aren't looking back at it, there really aren't that many. Nope. Um the the what it came down to is my first night, my experience was ruined by other players who are experienced with the game. And people who were just had shitty attitudes towards me because I was new. Sure. Um, it fuck, pissed me off. Fuck those people. I know. I, 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 it pissed me off though. It was late at night. I'm just trying to get some games in and I, I didn't enjoy it at all. It felt like a huge waste of time. Um, that sucks. And, you know, we did it for the community play date. Um, I had a fine time playing with you guys. We, we got some, we got some good, good games in. I, I was shit on some of them. It's okay. Um, I played again with, uh, Joey, my buddy. Yeah. Um, we didn't do too hot either, but there's, I don't know what it is about this game, but it just, if, if this was my first ever experience with Halo, I might never have gotten into Halo. Like it, I would have been like, this is crap. And I'm laugh. really glad you didn't then. So holy shit. Well, I kind of did with, so when I bought my, I bought a 360. Okay. Right. And I said by buying my Xbox one was my first experience with Halo five. I actually pl played Halo four and I didn't understand it back then. Okay. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I just left. I didn't, I said, screw Halo. <laughs> Why do people like this? And I laugh. Sure. I mean, that was like the call of duty of Halo. Right. That's what that was. Well, that you think that would have been the easiest introduction for me, but the fact that it was, there were so many systems in play though. Yeah. Like with ordinance and loadouts yeah, and I all those things. Yeah. yeah there was a lot. It. So look, I understand a lot of people like reach. Yeah. Those people are wrong. 
No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just so, I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. This is what I don't understand. I don't understand this about the Halo community either. Sure. Like, I get it. It's Halo on PC. But why is everyone so excited about Reach on PC? Because it's still fucking Reach. Mm, I don't get so it. So, <laughs> you... I saw you retweet or like the tweet that... um That... Uh, Minolta said about T-Squared's tweet. So T-Squared put out a tweet that said, this is so awesome to see a classic Halo do so well and blah, blah, blah. Just imagine what a new classic Halo experience would do on PC and so on and so forth. And then Minolta replied back with like, what even is classic Halo? Yeah. Is Reach classic Halo? We talked about this so much. What the fuck is considered classic Halo? Reach is not. Reach is far from it. No, you can't. Everything's everything's classic Halo right, now. Right, Halo. If like I said, if it's on if MCC, the, it's classic Halo. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> like I said from the very get go, if we're talking legitimate classic Halo, that's one. Right. It's the first well, it's, one. It's all about who you talk to. If you if right. you're if you're a fan of one. Then it's one. Then it's one. If you're a fan of two or three, then, then it's two, two or three. three. Yeah. And then if 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 you're a fan of two or three, you're wrong to the people who like Halo 1. That's, right. Two or three aren't classic Halo. And if you like Halo 4, you're not a fan of Halo, apparently, according yeah. to everybody <laughs> in the competitive community. Um, but like, what the hell? But look, my experiences aside with Reach, yeah. they did a phenomenal job with this release. Okay, so that's my next question to you. How did it perform for you? Um, I couldn't do the unlimited frame thing. I, g- okay. I got stuttering issues. Really? Um, I had some, like, just my PC bogging down, it Did felt you t- like. You turned on VSync eventually, right? Yep, and everything was fine from there on out. Okay. So as long as VSync was on, we were good. So it sounds like they fixed the VSync issue then, because there was a VSync issue before. So okay. it sounds like they fixed that, which is good. Yep. Did you play with keyboard and mouse or controller? Started with keyboard and mouse. Okay. Um. How would you, how would you rate this experience? Look, I, I'm I'm experienced, semi-experienced with keyboard and mouse. I've been playing PUBG, Apex Legends, Rainbow know, Six, Rainbow Six, Sea of Thieves. Right. I feel like I'm I'm not an all-star on keyboard and mouse by no means, but I, I'm okay. I'm You'd decent. Stop my ass. That's a fact. Um, the fact that there's absolutely no aim assist when the controller players have it, it sucked. I can understand that. Um, for some reason it. I couldn't get my sensitivities down. It just, nothing felt right. And I don't know if it's because I've only played Halo on a controller. Sure. But now, um, so my first night and part of my first day playing Reach, keyboard and mouse, I said, screw it. I'm going back to controller. Instantly improved my game. Um, Cause that's what I'm used to. Awesome. Yep. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Um, I can see where the, the argument comes in where, you know, you could have more control over your yourself with a keyboard and mouse. The things they need to fix are being able to bind certain things to certain keys. Like, you can't change push to talk. You can't change the text. At this time. At this time. I know yes. that it might be coming. Yes. But they really need to get those keyboard and mouse features up to date in this version of Reach. And this is one of the complaints that, like, hey, it sounds like you kind of rushed this thing out. It sounds like you were being forced to rush this thing out a little bit more. And the, uh, some of these things just aren't there at launch. So, but yes. Um, but yeah, I prefer the controller now. I've only been playing on controller. I have to say though, the UI looks so much better with keyboard and mouse. 
Does it? Versus controller. I like. I just like the way the menus look. The, sure. Everything looks with the keyboard and mouse. Um, it looks very blocky with the controller. Obviously, you have to be able to see where you're highlighting to select with the with right. the controller. Um, but yeah, the keyboard and mouse looks beautiful. Also, uh, that splash screen is gorgeous. Oh yeah, it looks so it's good. So good. Um, yeah, I want that as a background. So, I believe they did a phenomenal job. A lot of the the questions coming out with this release were the input lag, the you know it being capped at sixty, all this stuff that they seem to have mostly fixed. Right, and they said that at launch the quote-unquote, experimental feature of uncapped frames will be there. And it is. How experimental this is, I don't know. But for me, I so I have a G-Sync monitor. I have uncapped frames. I didn't turn, I don't have V-Sync turned on because I have G-Sync. And for me, it worked fine. So for those that don't in the uncapped frames, maybe that's where you do have to use V-Sync. I don't, I don't know the, the intricacies of that. But will definitively... Did the game run well for you? It ran well, yes. Okay. Besides the the being, once I turned VSync on, it was all fine with. Okay. And honestly, the first night I played, I played with unlimited, and I didn't have an issue until the Forge maps. That's when I, that's where I had okay. the issues. Once, um, then once I played a couple of Forge maps, I started noticing it across more maps. So then I turned VSync on while we were playing, and it was, it was good to go from there. I also heard that there's still some audio issues that are happening. Yeah. Now. I didn't experience multiplayer audio issues, but I was playing a little bit of the campaign going for achievements today on my laptop. And there were very few moments where I would shoot and then it'd be a split second later when the sound came off. Oh, so don't know. It would resync up pretty quickly, but just a few times that happened. That's the only audio thing that I've dealt with. So I don't know. But yeah. I'm glad to hear though that for you, it ran well. That was because everybody's setup's going to be different, you know? I mean, if you're playing on Xbox and you're playing on Xbox, that's, that is what it is. But for PC configurations, that could be hundreds of thousands of different configurations, you know, that they have to account for. So hearing that it worked for you, that's awesome. I'm glad. Well, even on my PC here with, with Reach running, I was able to, like... I was able to have other windows up and still run the game smoothly. Awesome. Um, like with Modern Warfare, if I want to run that, everything else besides maybe Discord has to be closed on my PC for it to run. Okay. Um, so they're, they, it's optimized well, it seems. That's, that's what I'm excited about. Yes. And we talked about the minimum spec requirements on an earlier show, and they were low. Yeah. Like you, did, you do not need much to run this game. So if all that holds true, then... The next few games should be pretty good. This is great. Um, yeah, no, I, again, going back to the game, the, the, the release came out much better than I expected. Yes. I just don't get why people like the game. <laughs> sure. And that's perfectly fine. So, and the issue now is, yes, is they have unlockables for the seasons. And I know you can go back when the next correct seasons come out, yep. but I want those things now. Sure. But now I got to play freaking reach to get them. Okay. So here we go. This is a hot topic of debate right now that's going on. And, uh, and I do hope that this gets updated. I hope that this, this gets changed. As of right now, so to my knowledge, challenges are not out yet. No, I haven't seen any. Okay. So we need those. We need those like now, please. Um, get all the bugs figured out with those. Hopefully you guys, hopefully people 343 are able to get these things out ASAP because I think challenges would do great. 
another big problem that people have brought up and I didn't really notice it. And then I'm like, oh my God, that really does make sense. There's no XP progression in campaign at all. So that to me is a big detriment because there are a lot of people out there that don't like Halo for the multiplayer. They like Halo for the campaign, but they still want to progress, right? Yeah. Allow them that opportunity. Give them that opportunity. Uh, because guess what? In base re- in base reach on the 360, there was progression via campaign. So hopefully you have that. Hopefully you bring that. That'd be really cool. They haven't said anything, but I really do hope that that's a thing that they bring. And on top of that, challenges on the 360 version, there were like cross mode. So like kill 100 enemies, right? That includes campaign and multiplayer. So you could play campaign, kill 100 grunts, and you would get that challenge completed, get that XP, right? So hopefully they do bring campaign progression because then if you don't want to play the multiplayer, at least you have that avenue If you, in case you just want to get through it, right? Another thing that you and I can do if you don't want to play just a strict multiplayer, you can get good XP from Firefight. And you're not playing against other people. You don't have to deal with that shit. And you can actually play some really cool, fun modes in Firefight like having infinite plasma launcher ammo stuff and so on and so forth. It's it's cool. Like firefight and reach. I I've said it multiple times. I'm not a big fan of reach. Okay. Everybody knows that. But one thing that reach did incredibly well was their firefight. It's very, very well done. It's something that I wish that five had. And it was what I was expecting five to had when they said that, the, Oh yeah, we're coming out with a war zone firefight. I'm like, Oh my God, this sounds awesome. They're going to bring back things. No, they didn't. Reach firefight, awesome. Um, but yeah, I hope that they bring the campaign progression because that's a huge detriment right now. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to talk about for Reach specifically before we move on to the other things? No, I'll just recap with saying I'm, I'm not trying to put down what they've done here with this game. No. No, no, no. It's just not the game for me. And you know what? I have apologies. You do? That are in order. Yeah. Okay. Because I went on all those rants. Because when they came out with that article and they're saying, hey, it's coming out this time, but here's all the things that are not going to be in it. Here's all the things we're still working on past launch. Enjoy. All I could think about was, what we can't have another disaster like the original MCC launch. Like we can't have that guys. What's going on? I'm here to say, and again, I cannot account for everybody, but I'm here to say, I apologize to everybody that I was rude to when I did not mean to be rude. I think it plays absolutely fantastic. And on the hardware that I have, both on the laptop and desktop side, and on Xbox One, on a base Xbox One, not an S, not an X, on a base Xbox One, sure, it loads a little bit slower. That's fine. It runs absolutely incredible on all three of those environments. It looks very good as well. And besides the one audio issue that I had, I can't complain. I'm having a great time so far. And yes, I'm talking about Halo Reach. Um, Will, I want to go through some statistics with you. Okay. Okay. 
and the listeners, obviously. So on launch, remember when we talked about what kind of impact is this going to have on release? Is this even going to be a big deal? Are we going to see a massive drop off? So on and so forth. So I think we've seen a little bit of a drop off. Let's not lie here. And obviously we're still very early, so it could drop off further. We could see a big jump. Who knows? But as of right now, here are our stats. On launch day, MCC on Steam was the most played non-Valve game on the platform and was the third most played game overall for the day. That's pretty big. When you're putting that up against Dota 2, Counter-Strike, so on and so forth. Now, granted, that's for a day, okay? It was launch. It's a big deal. It's Halo on PC. Things have dropped since then. But for that day, pretty cool. On launch day, MCC was the most watched video game on Twitch. Full stop. It beat Fortnite. It beat Dota. It beat League of Legends. The It was the most watched game on Twitch. There was a time where just talking, like the category, had more viewers than it. But it was the most watched game on Twitch that day. Halo Reach right now, or MCC I guess you could say, on Steam is the number one global top seller. Still, right now. Now, granted, not a lot of games have come out since Reach has come out on PC. Let's not get shit twisted. But, cool statistic regardless. And, over 2 million copies were sold in less than two days. That's a pretty cool statistic as well. Now, a week from now, who knows what that number goes to? And, yeah, I just wanted to share those statistics. Those were gathered from around the internet. And... In that, in that brief moment, Will, on launch day, when Halo was at the top, all I could think about was, man, does this feel good to finally have this. You know what's funny? I was at, So I was at work, obviously, when it came out. I'm known at my occupation as the Halo guy, right? I got Halo posters in my cube. Like, I, I, I'm that guy, all right? And I get shit for it because like, oh, it's a dead game. Like, do what? Do people even care about Halo anymore? What's Halo? Blah, 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 right? It's, it's poking fun. You know what was really funny to see, Will? All those same people coming out of the woodwork and be like, oh my God, it's the best thing ever. It's back. I love this. I love Halo. It's like, oh, where were you before? Huh? I'm just kidding. It was, it was really cool to see though, just to see everybody coming back and, and, for the spectacle that happened. So I pulled up Twitch while we were talking here right now, as of four fifteen PM central on a Sunday afternoon, what do you got? 4.9 thousand viewers. Okay. For the master chief collection. Yep. Your top stream is Teo's game, which I've never heard. Okay. 844 viewers. Okay. Followed by snake bite with 468. Okay. Hysteria has 330 viewers. Action Man has 238. Um, I don't know if there's really any other top. Spartan has 34 viewers. 
Um, Pixel Pete has 24 viewers. Where does this rank but on the games right now? The games now? list? Yep. 47th down the list. Okay. Behind so, things like ARC, ASMR. Ooh. Rocket League is nice. down there with them. Uh, Breath of the Wild, Death Stranding, World of Tanks, Life is Strange 2. I have to play that. So, I mean, we have to look, though, not really peak hour right now. Correct. Um, you see huge upticks because Summit is playing it every once in a while. Yes, Doc, I played it, I think, twice today or something like that. Once or twice. Yep, Doc hops on every once yep. in a while to play it. Um, but then again, when you want to talk about um, extended viewership, the consistent viewership, it's going to be tough unless top streamers keep playing Correct. Halo, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. And I think that does have to do in part with uh, the... Oh my God, what's the term I'm looking for? I'm blanking out now. The aim assist. I think part of that has to do with the aim assist on controller versus players on mouse and keyboard. It's you've, you've, you've heard so many people come out and say that you on a mouse and keyboard, you really feel at a disadvantage in a close firefight because you just can't like, yeah, you, your shots on a mouse and keyboard have to be deadly accurate in order to compete at a medium to close range fight with a DMR against a controller player. Because of that aim assist. Now, I play on a controller. Like, I haven't touched mouse and keyboard yet with Reach. And for me, obviously, I think it feels really good because, oh, I'm finally able to play this once previously capped at 30 FPS game at uncapped frame rates. And yes, while I still play with the controller, it just feels good, right? Because it's at a higher refresh rate. Um, No, I feel bad for those keyboard and mouse players that if you're, if your shots are not 100% on point, then you're, you're just going to lose. So, yeah, I think they need to give mouse a little bit of assist, just a little bit. Sure. And um, just turn it down a little bit on controller and they should be fine. Yep. Um, so here's hoping that they figure all that stuff out. Um, the last piece that I want to talk about here for me is an issue that I had on PC that's not really an issue, but I did want to bring it up just in case for people who may be experiencing the same thing. So on PC... All of my achievements from Xbox have not transferred over to Steam. Now, they are two completely separate platforms, obviously, but this is something that's supposed to exist at launch. Per Halo Waypoint, and I have the quote right here. Achievements are shared across Xbox and Windows Store. Signing into the Steam title will automatically grant you Steam achievements matching your Xbox Live profile's progress. That's supposed to be at launch. As of today, December 8th, I'm still waiting for everything to transfer over. Now, new achievements that are unlocked and are unlocking immediately and are showing on both Xbox and PC. So, reach achievements that I'm getting or MCC achievements in general, as soon as I get them, they unlock on both places right away. No problem there whatsoever. I've heard reports of issues where achievements just aren't popping for people regardless. I'm not experiencing that. Um... Again, not a huge deal, but just in case people are experiencing, that's what I'm dealing with. Um, when I first launched it on Steam, 75 achievements immediately came right over. Like they just popped right away. Like they should, just not all of them. And I have over 500 right now. So there's that. I'm just waiting for that. As soon as it happens, I'll give an update. But 
That's really the only quote unquote issue that I've had besides that audio thing that happened once. Um, someone mentioned it in our play date. Yes. But I've had this issue as well where I've had a reticle turn red through a wall when an enemy oh. player has moved behind that wall. Okay. And then it gives me slow aim because my controller is trying to follow the player. That sucks. And I've died in that instance because I can't turn fast enough. I can't get up either way. Um, it's an issue I've heard from a couple different people. So that's, that's the only other thing I've experienced as well. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if that has to do with controller because of the aim assist. Yes. So it does. Um, there may have been one other thing. Okay. Now you, you turned off relays, but I'm going to ask you matchmaking times. What was your experience with matchmaking times, social and hardcore? Um, they seem decent. Okay. So I asked that because mine were quick, right? I was, I was timing summit on when it launched and it was 15 seconds and he was in a game. Mine maybe took a little bit longer than that, but I didn't experience anything upwards of 30 seconds for a match to find one. Okay. The reason why I asked that for you and for me to talk about it is because obviously I've seen a lot of reports online about how the hell are you getting matches so quickly? I'm not able to find a match at all, right? It's been this all day. I'm not able to find a match at all. So I'm going to say this here for anybody that have not looked on Twitter. It's all over Twitter, but if you have not seen it here, I just want to bring this up. There's an option in your network settings in MCC on PC to turn off relays. If you have relays turned on, turn them off. It makes your stuff a little bit less secure, forewarning, but you should be able to find matches very quickly instead of waiting, from what I've heard, upwards of two hours to find a game. So hopefully that helps out people if you did not know about that yet. And hopefully they fix that, I'm going to call an issue, of having relays on because I'm all about having more security. Like you should definitely not have to worry about stuff like that. So hopefully they fix that. Will anything else before we move on? No, that's it. All right. It's time for some regular news. Mod support is still coming to MCC on PC. This is by three, four, three underscore Farn over on Reddit. So, uh, a user by the name of Dubith, the lastest, asked, hey gang, quick question, might interest some of you. So, do we think mod support will come in? Anyone remember the days of stealth bombers you could walk inside, used to drop nukes and huge maps with massive waves of AI? Imagine the possibilities in 2019 and 2020. Anyone get any confirmations it's happening? So, formulated 2-3 on Reddit replied with, it was actually confirmed a while back that they're working with the El Dorito team on mod support, but it won't be shipping with launch. People are still doing mods in a less official way anyway, though. You can find plenty of videos of that in action, actually. And then finally, 343 underscore Farn replied with, Hi, we're still working to improve this down the road, but for now you will have an option when you launch to bypass anti-cheat. This will allow you to play around with campaign and customs, but not allow you to play any match-made games. I highly suggest making a copy and backup of anything you modify so you'll be able to switch back and forth easily. So, I wanted to include this because... It's true. When you launch MCC on PC, you have an option right away to pick 
playing with anti-cheat, which allows you to access matchmaking, or without anti-cheat, which does not allow you to access matchmaking. So you can activate all the mods that are currently out there, and you can uh, dick around with them. So there's that. And then, like they said, actual full-on mod support will be coming later on. And the final news story of the week. Phil Spencer has the goods. This is by Phil Spencer on Twitter, and I quote, And it started. This week I brought my Project Scarlet console home, and it's become my primary console. Playing my games, connecting to the community, and yes, using my Elite Series 2 controller. Having a blast. Great work by the team. 2020 is going to be an incredible year. Hey, Phil. Get at us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just thought that was cool because it's we, we really don't hear a lot about that going on. You know, you hear about like um, developers and publishers having dev kits. But the fact that, yes, he is the head of Xbox. Don't get me wrong here. But the fact that he came out and said, I got one. It's at home. It works. Playing games on it is going to be fucking sweet. Do you think at this point it's more nailing down like the UI and how that all handles and... You think they have the box pretty, like, this is what it's going to be? I don't know. That's a great question. I really don't know the cycle behind all that because we, the only, the only time we see it is when they have the reveal event, right? And that's usually, I'd say, five, six months before launch. So, E3. Yeah. We're probably going to get some big news. Oh, yeah. On both. The PS5 and Project Scarlet. Absolutely. And... They very well because they they did this they did this with the Xbox One and the PS4. They had separate reveal events. They weren't at E3, like they had separate press conferences where they came out. They showed the consoles. It was all that. So, who knows? Who knows? Will that does it for the news? It's time for Will's Adventures within the Overs. Another game too. Well, what'd you play this week? <laughs> All right. Um, I downloaded PUBG again yesterday. Really? Yeah. You and Joey? I was playing MCC with Joey. I got burnt out on Halo. So, so you played PUBG? We pu- moved over to PUBG. God damn. How's around. that game holding up? You know, it was it was better than I expected. I see the competitive scene is still going pretty strong in that too. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I see Sims tweeting about it all the time. But yeah, we were messing around. They have... Uh, um, like they have custom games now. So we jo- jumped into a custom game and just, it was That's kind of, cool. kind of, a uh, um, yeah, it, it, it was fine. Do they have like a custom games browser where yeah. you can find other people's hosted games? Yep. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, we jumped into uh, one of those basically to warm up and to get used to the game again. Um, we never made it to like top 10 or anything, okay. but I had a couple good kills where like, so we, we, we landed at a spot, killed the team that was there, and um, on Miramar, the desert map, okay. they have Hacienda, which is like a, uh, it's a, it's a house, it's a, like, luxury house. Okay. And now, in the garage, the only place you can get this vehicle is at Hacienda, is a gold, like, convertible, right? So we got that car. And well, that sounds dope. We're rolling around. Just I'm shooting my shotgun in the air. Just like, whoa. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> we're just messing around in the game. Yeah. Um, we've pulled up to another town. It's empty. And I found out they added these things. They added vending machines to this map as well. 
So you go up to the vending machine, you press F or your, your action key, yep. and it pops out a booster for you. So you either get a um, painkiller or energy drink. And it's like a lottery. It's like a, it's like a um, not a lottery, but a uh, slot machine where there's one instance where if you press it, you can get eight of one of the items. So you can pull out eight energy drinks or eight painkillers. That sounds so, dope. Um, we got lucky, lucky enough that the building we were holding down had two of these vending machines. So we literally sat it and um, they refreshed. So you sat, pressed, pressed the button, took your booster, waited a little bit, camped around, looked out the windows, pressed it again, grabbed your booster. <laughs> okay. So we, we get all ready to go. We're geared up and we get back to the gold Murado. Joey hops in and gets sniped in the fucking head because they were sitting there watching our vehicle up on a hill. Sure. They so, wanted that vehicle. So they start, they start throwing, like I threw a couple smokes down to try to revive Joey. Yep. But they rushed us, okay. and I um, heard the door open behind me, and I whipped, and I just mowed the guy down. And then the other guy threw in uh, flashbangs, and I couldn't see anything. I was just stunned, so he, he got me. Sure. But that, that old, the feeling of, like, the realism of PUBG. You know, not Apex, not Fortnite, none of the extras that come along with that. It was just looting and shooting. You know, that's basically what it was. There was no uh, none of that crazy stuff. It felt good again. It was awesome. fun. Um, I played some modern warfare. There's a new ground war map, which is okay. They released their battle pass, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. All post content launch will be free. Yeah. Bullshit. My microtransactions are back. All that's back. Buy cod points, buy it, buy these cosmetics. So do they have a premium? Yes, they do. Battle premium pass? battle. Fucking pass. a, I knew it. I had a it's good not feeling. All, it's not all free. It's it Damn was, it. the maps were free, which is not normal. Usually they're map packs they come out with and they still yes. cost money. The maps yep. were free, but nope, there's a battle pass and there's cool cosmetics in there that I'm not going to pay for. Sure, man. Uh, I mean, I expected it, but it still sucks to see. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the fact is, is they got like a, a lot of these, I don't know. I don't know if it's the developers or studios or what it is that are adding these microtransactions. We're getting so much flack lately. It's kind of risky to do, but especially like it, it makes sense with like Apex and Fortnite free to play games. That's how they make their money. But when you have a full you. full sixty dollar launch and then hey, oh, there's this content we have in the game that you got to pay more for now. So here's my thing. Just briefly, I just thought about this. So. I get upset when a game that costs $60 has microtransactions in it. Mm -hmm. Destiny being an example of that, so on and so forth, right? In modern, in Call of Duty's realm, okay? Call of Duty's one of the biggest selling games of the year every single year. Yep. It's a $60 game. This is the first time they're doing maps for free, right? So I thought about it, and you know what? Now... I don't want to say this because I don't want to be like, oh, this justifies it because I'm guaranteed the people working on the game aren't getting any of this money or I'd hope at least they do. But think of how many people work on Call of Duty every year. Like how many different studios work on Call of Duty? There's a lot. Like there's thousands of people that work on Call of Duty every year. It's a big thing, right? So I understand that in order to pay those people, you need to be making money, right? Call of Duty in and of itself as a release makes a lot of money, but maybe in order to keep that massive amount of people on the bankroll, they need to have these microtransactions in place. Now, I bet that's not the case. Maybe, maybe it very well could just be to fill Bobby Kotick's fucking pockets. Like, I understand. 
I just hope that's not the case. I hope it's that, oh, in order to keep all these people on, keep them employed, working on a game that hopefully they love to make, then this is something that we have to have in here. Who knows, right? I doubt that's what it is, but regardless. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, that um, I really didn't do much. Just played a couple games here and there past time. Sure. Um, I finally jumped into Spider-Man yes. on the PS4. Yes. Um, if you haven't played it by now and I spoil something, too bad for you. Um, wow. <laughs> it's, it's been out for long Wait, enough. how far are you in it? So I got to the point where... I don't want you spoiling shit for me. Just um, kidding. I, I don't care. You're probably farther than I am. I doubt it. Go but, ahead. Like, have you met the Doc? Yes. Doc Ock? Yeah. It's like the very beginning of the game. Very beginning, yeah. And then he finds out that you are Spider-Man suit builder. Yes. That's yeah. as far as I got. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. That's all I've done. Okay. So not very far into the game. Okay. Um... I got bored swinging around the city. I don't know what it was. God damn. All right, I just got bored with it. Someone's a hater of video games over here. I'm just kidding. I, I am. Sure. Um, combat seems button mashy to me. It's, too, like, it's like the Batman games. Too button mashy. Sure. I'm like, okay, you're going to put all these uh, obstacles in my way. Now there's a shield guy. Oh, God, I got to slide under him. And okay, that's... Why, why can't I web up his shield and take his shield away? That doesn't make sense to me. Okay, anyway. Um... <laughs> At Insomniac Games. Yeah. Why the fuck can't I take his shield away? I gotta be a freaking, like, WWE wrestler and slide underneath his yeah! legs. Yeah! That was their plan right there. Yeah, I love I it. I don't know. Um, There is, I, you know, I unlocked the skill tree, which was kind of cool. Yep. And you can get the upgrades from Doc Ock, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm not sure where the story's gonna go. Sure. You, I don't know either. I haven't beaten it. You take down the... Uh, the mob boss dude right away. That's like the intro to the game. Forget the name of hit the villain. Kingpin. Kingpin, yes. Yeah. And then you find out you're working with Doc Ock on this robotic arm thing, like robotic uh, limb replacement. Yep. It's all about all I've done. I found, uh, you can go find your backpacks. And you can get those little beacon thingies. Yep. I got I all those. Know. Oh, maybe. We'll see. It, there's just, it's, it's, I think it's more than I wanted to do with Spider-Man. Sure. I think that's why the like why I'm like, ah oh, fuck, I don't want to sit through all this. See, luckily there aren't as like there aren't as many collectibles as there would be in like an Assassin's Creed game. So I, I knocked them out right away. And that way I can just focus on the story. Yeah. We'll see what I do. I don't sure. know. I don't blame you if you don't get them all. So I mean it's it, it is what it is. But, that, but then again, yeah, well it gives you XP for upgrades. It does. And skill points. And you want those upgrades. Skill you wanna, points you well. want, yeah, you want to be able to be the best Spider Man you can be. You want to be the amazing Spider-Man, not yeah. just neighborhood-friendly Spider-Man. Yeah, not this Peter Parker bullshit. <laughs> anyway, um, and then, of course, Halo 5, Halo Reach, like we talked about yes. previously. Josh, you want to add what you've played? I played Halo Reach. No. No way. D- yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's a video game. It's, it's Yeah. It released nine years ago, but also uh, last week. Crazy, isn't it? It's like time travel. Weird. Uh, no, I played MCC Reach. Is good. It's good. We talked about it earlier. If you haven't listened to that, go back to that segment. Uh, I thought it was funny when we switched over to playing our community play date on the Xbox One. We included Halo One in Big Team Battle, but we never got it. Nope, because everybody's playing. Reach. Everybody's on Reach right now. Yep. Yep. And it's also, um, it's probably more heavily weighted 
as well in the hoppers. So, and you know what? I'm not going to complain about that. I was actually pretty happy that we didn't have to deal with that. Uh, all right, sweet. Will, it's time for some shout outs. So last week we talked about Naded hitting a milestone of 7,000 subs on Twitch. Well, uh, at the time we were recording that episode, he had hit 8,000 and, uh, now he's at over 10,000. So congratulations to Naded on hitting 10,000 subscribers on Twitch all while playing Halo. That's crazy. It is unbelievable. Uh, he put out a tweet as well. Here it is. And I quote, we ended up hitting over 10 K subs on Twitch. I'm probably not going to maintain this, but the fact we even touched this milestone only playing Halo the past month has been an incredible accomplishment. Thank you so much for the support, everyone. Looking forward to the future. Uh, shout out to everyone who joined in the community playdate for Reach. This included High Tech Redneck, Goalie Sniper, Heavy Rainfall, and Silos. And you, Will. You were well, there, too. Yeah. Yes. And me. Yeah, I was there, we, too. Yeah, we were there. Shout out to us. Yeah. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> we have to toot our own horn a couple times here. Um, and then, happy <laughs> birthday to me! Yeah. Toot your horn some more. Yeah. <laughs> toot! 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 Oh, God. This is like the elephant Bring episode. The elephant Remember that? Back, oh, yeah. man. It's just nostalgia for this. The episode releases on Tuesday. Which is my actual birthday. The ninth. The ninth on Monday. I'm an idiot. Yes, I was gonna say the ninth is whoa the day before. Yeah. We'll be celebrating with Mr. JK Fire over here. Whoop whoop. So beep, 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 beep. reach out to him on Twitter. Do send him up. some funny gifts. You know, tell him he loves Halo 4. God damn he should it. play it all day. Oh my god. On his birthday. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna say this too. Shout out to Feistro in our Discord. For saying that he thinks Halo 4 is the best Halo game. And I don't think he's joking. Shout out to you, Feistro. Fuck the haters. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Do I like Halo 4? Yes. Do I think it's a good competitive game? Absolutely not. Move on. It's still, like, it's still a fun game. Oh, it's a great, yeah. See, and that's it's massively fun. I can do very well. And Silas was giving me so much shit too because I was doing really well when we were playing Reach and I always do really well when we play 4. And he's like, Josh, how, how, how does it feel being really good at two of the worst, like the two <laughs> worst Halo games? So like, son of a bitch. Yep. Um, also, uh, breaking news. Kinda. So this was posted in our Discord. I think uh, Night Fox posted it in there, but I think it was him. Either way, Clayster on Twitter states, playing Reach has been such a breath of fresh air. I really missed having an FPS that is focused on power positions, outshooting your opponents, and set timings. It's so satisfying. Honestly forgot what it felt like to really enjoy an FPS with a controller. In my opinion, a ton of games come out nowadays don't understand what makes them fun or good. They try to add too much or change too much, and it muddles what makes the game at its core fun. There you go. Just want to include that in there too. Oh, well, that's it for the shout outs. It's time for some community creations. First and foremost, we have meme Saturday. It should still fucking be Monday. We're going to say it every week. At it's this point. true though. Meme Monday. Come just, on. It just, just rolls off the tongue. I miss it. If you, <laughs> the memes are still there. Will. just on a yeah. different day of the week, <laughs> but it was like, Going to work. 
Yeah. Like freaking it's Monday. Let's pull up some memes, man. Feel a little better. Right. Exactly. Make your, make your Monday better. Like Saturday's already like, I'm good. I'm happy. It's Saturday. I'm not yeah. at work. Bring me, bring me that joy back on my Mondays. And now we don't get that. Um, we have autumn, autumn, autumn. <laughs> God damn it. Adam Apicella or Apicella or Apicella. I'm going to mispronounce the name every time. It's probably not even any of those. Um, the MLG origin story, the eavesdrop podcast, episode 50. This is hex podcast. If you have not listened to this episode, highly recommended. It. It's in the Google doc of the show notes of the show. And then we have armor lock MC, the armor lock MCC experiences by mellow indifferent on Reddit. It's a clip and it's actually really fucking cool. Are you pulling the clip up right now? Yeah, I was going to watch it once the show's over here. So remember how I told you about Armor Lock? One of its beautiful things is that you can use it before a vehicle is about to hit you. Yeah. Well, let's just say that there are other objects that could also hit you. I just saw that. Yes. The rocket. He deflected a rocket. With Armor Lock. Yep. And killed and the... killed an enemy person, which was awesome. He gave him a double kill for he it. He did, yep. Uh, so yeah, check out that clip as well. And then I'm also going to put in here uh, Clips of the Week, Volume, I believe, 31. Brought to you by High Tech Redneck. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well because she releases episodes every Monday and our episodes release every Tuesday. So I'll make sure to put that in there. That's it for the community creations. Will, without further ado, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes or Apple Podcast, Google Play Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket Cast. You can join the community discussion over on Discord. Link will be provided in the Google do- of the in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search HGS Pro Talk on those platforms. And Josh, what do we have on the next episode? On the next episode of HGS Pro Talk, we have the HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCSB for short. Matchup number six results. That's Pistola going up against Eco. That's what we talked about earlier in the show. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. And then we have our HGS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCSB for short. Matchup number seven, discussion. That includes Snipe Down against Penguin. Boom shakalaka. Hey, Will. Yeah? I got news. You got news? I got news. Oh, boy. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I know. I think I know what he's going with yes, here. Yes, I believe you do. Ladies and gentlemen of HCS Pro Talk. You want a drum roll? Will, drum roll, please. Thank you so much for that. God damn, I didn't even think about that. Uh, we have officially accepted an offer on our house. So if everything goes according to plan, we will close December 30th on both things. So they will close on purchasing our house and we'll close on purchasing the house that we want on December 30th, which means that while the video show won't, won't be coming by the end of 2019, our video show will be coming early 2020. It is in the works. It is in the works. Studio preparation will begin. Wait. It's already begun, dude. We, we've been sending each other like stuff for what we're going to get for it. It's already begun. Hey, well, they don't need to know. We just need to magically <laughs> have it up here and be like, ah, inspired. I like, can't just, wait, oh. man. It's going to be so exciting. 
But yeah, so right. I'm excited once, you know, once we get the space to yes. get in there, set it up, yep. get everything dialed in, figure out what exactly we want to do. Yes. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great I'm time. I'm going to be spending too much time at your house. It's okay. There's why there's a dedicated room for it now. The, the fiance is going to be mad. I'm going to be gone. Like, Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go over to the studio and just try, <laughs> try some uh, settings out <laughs> and see what we can uh, do to make it better. It's okay. She can come over too and hang out with the baby and stuff. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. So we're going to end our our Star Wars next week, our Star Wars marathon next yes, week. But now we I'm do. just going to be over to to do video show stuff. <laughs> exactly. Well, we can always... I, I Remember, I wanted to do The Lord of the Rings. Oh, gosh. After Star Wars. Uh, yep. Extended versions. No, I'm out. Extended. I lo- I, don't get me wrong. I love Lord of the Rings. I don't, man. though. That's the thing. I don't like them. I think they're boring as fuck. And you know what the worst part is? I, everybody says to skip them. But I haven't seen the Hobbit movies either. And there's extended versions of those too. But I've heard everyone said to skip them. Like there's no need to watch those. The thing about the Lord of the Rings is you have Frodo. Like it's all one big story, right? But you have like the journey that Frodo and Sam go on. Yep. And then you have kind of like the politics side of it. The... The the wars, the whatever. uh, Yeah. um, So it follows both. And you get glimpses of action but most of it's a lot of talking a lot of deliberating a lot of walking a lot of yeah a lot of walking yep up until like the last movie like return return of the king King? is great it is it's it's they they kick it off right away which is great so i don't know but the directing is great the visuals are very well done um but yeah not a not as much I can see why one would not like it. Yeah. And maybe like the reason why I want to watch it again now is because maybe I'll have a little bit more of appreciation towards it. But, uh, it's like when we were watching force awakens yesterday to be, it's, there's a reason why I just like these new ones more. It, it, I feel like you just, to me, they just look better. And I, I, as I was telling Will, um, I didn't grow up with Star Wars and my family didn't watch Star Wars when I was a kid. So I didn't, it didn't really like go with me as I was growing up. Right. So I, I didn't really care for, like, I never watched the first three. So four, five and six now. And then when the prequels came out, I never, I never cared. Yeah. So when the force awakens gets announced, right. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like a new Star Wars generation for me, for me and for a new fan base that's going to come in. That's what that's what it was to me. Like kind of like Halo 5 brought a new set of fan base for Halo, right? Obviously people didn't like it, but there was that new set of fans that really adored it and started with it, right? And I guess another reason why I'm so happy that Force Awakens was basically like a beat for beat of episode 4 because to me that was my episode 4. Right. So yeah, I really enjoy episode seven and I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they messed up. If you want to go down this rabbit hole, but they, Ryan Johnson just screwed episode eight. It's so it looking back at it now, sure. I'm actually going through and watching. Um, so plug to this guy, star Wars theory on YouTube. Okay. A lot of great videos. He did a, um, a Darth Vader fan film. He's, wow. He's doing um, a series right now called What If I Wrote The Last Jedi and the changes he made to it. And 
it's much more, I'm much more interested in his version of the last Jedi than what was actually on the screen. Like this guy is so good with his star Wars facts. This is where I'm getting a lot of my information. Go check him out on YouTube. There you go. If you're into star Wars. And then we're going to, so we're watching last Jedi next week. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the week after we have the big episode nine. Um, I, I'm anxious. I'm nervous to watch it with you now because you're, I have a feeling you're just going to look back and you're going to be like, Oh, they could have done this. They could have done this, but I'm also excited because I'm excited to hear your rendition. Because for those who don't know, when we watch these together, we're all on the same couch. We're watching obviously. And I ask will a lot of questions while the movies are going on because he knows a lot more about this than I do. And so when I start thinking about little intricacies and whatnot, I look to will and I'm like, Hey, has this ever been talked about? Oh, I just noticed this. What What's up with this? And then, yeah, you'll provide that extra context, which I like. So, thank you for doing yeah. that. Yeah, so, I'm sure. excited to see what you have to say about The Last Jedi, knowing all of this other information now at I, this point. I will say, since The Last Jedi, it's the most recent one. Yep. And I didn't really like it that much. I haven't really dove deep into that one. Well, maybe it'll be good for both of us when we watch it. Yeah. No, it'll be good. And I do, yeah, well, we'll make it through. But (laughs) so here's my thing with episode nine coming out. Yes. So seven and eight and Ryan Johnson took episode eight in a different direction than JJ Abrams initially wanted. Um, you're watching all these trailers and TV spots for episode nine. Yep. I'm starting to think it's going to have the game of Thrones ending effect. Oh no. They're throwing too much in, in a two hour and 20 minute movie that it's all going to seem rushed. That it's that would suck, and that's I'm gonna and I feel like a lot of people aren't gonna be happy with what they're doing. Right. See, for me, I'm an outlier in this scenario where I'm gonna enjoy it no matter what, because yeah. I just I like the the shooty shooty the bang bangs the <laughs> zoom, zoom. I like that right. So I'm gonna like it no matter what, just like I like every Fast and Furious movie no matter what. So I'm an outlier in that scenario, but if they do do that, like I remember how many people were mad at Game of Thrones. Like I was not too happy about game of Thrones the way they ended that too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that uh, I'm going, we're going too close to two hours here on this. Uh, but with, I guess we're turning into a star Wars podcast. Welcome to star Wars pro talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, what they did with episode seven and eight, they really, in my eyes, screwed up Luke's story in the pre or in the original series. He was very optimistic, a very, excited person. Um, and then in seven, the whole thing was, we got to find Luke Skywalker. He's going to help us. He's going to turn out, turn around the rebellion. He's, he's the, the answer. And then in episode eight, he's a fucking hermit on this Island is cut himself off to the, from the force. One that was never his, like his character's MO, right? You look in the at four, five, and six, very optimistic, always wants to do the right thing, wants to help out in any way he can. He hates sand. We know that. Um, <laughs> um, and then they, they turn him into this hermit because of one life event that happened. That's not his character's... Right, you think he'd kind of bounce back from that. He would want to, cor- he would want to correct the fault. you think he would want to be out there chasing Ben and trying to find a way ben! to defeat the Sith again yeah. since they, they're back. Like that's just not they took they took his character and Venice and Kylo Ren here. Kylo Ren, yeah. yeah. For those for the, for those thinking 
Kenobi. Kenobi. No. Um, they kind of ruined his character story in my eyes. Yeah, and it's funny because Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, right? He's this moody, just kind of an asshole. Like, that's the character he is but when he's not a kid, right? When he's a teenager and then becomes, before he becomes Darth Vader. And then Luke Skywalker in episode eight, he's this moody, I don't want to help you, man. Woe is me, man. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Well, yeah, if you look back. Um, Just runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> if you look back at episode four, he's very like, oh, I don't want to do this. And oh, I don't want to, like, you got to go to town and, you know, help yep. you help your your uncle with these droids and he's yep. very like, I don't want to train with Yoda, man. Yeah. I got to get back to my friends and yep. yeah. So the fact, like I understand why they made him a hermit because of his, his experience with making Ben solo Kylo Ren. Yes. He felt that he forced Kylo into that predicament, but that's not like, it's just not what Luke Skywalker was supposed to stand for. Sure. So, um, we'll see what they do with episode nine. Um, I watched an an actually hour long video today on Mark Hamill pressers and all the hints he's been giving people about, Oh, like, I don't know, even know why they brought me back. Like, this is my story is stupid. They gave me no backstory. They were just like, Hey, you're gonna, you know, the whole point of episode seven was to bring back Luke Skywalker and you're going to have, you know, we're going to have you stand on a cliff and turn around and take your hood off. Like, it was pointless. They wasted his character. And then stand there for an extended panning scene while Ray holds out his lightsaber for a super, super long time until the credits come. Yep. And then in episode eight, he was very, like, right, he was supposed to train Ray in the Force. He kind of did that. We saw that Ray levitated towards the dark side or whatever in eight. And then he helped them out by Force projecting himself and dying. Like, Luke's supposed to be the one to hop in the Millennium Falcon and go save his family and friends. Like that's what his MO is. That's what yep. he's supposed to do. They I, episode eight is just meh. Finn to me is kind of a throwaway character. Like he's friends with Ray, but what does he do? Um, the thing that, the thing that we talked about when we watched seven, the one thing that stood out to me and that we clarified uh, was that he is from what we were talking about. He's the only stormtrooper or ex-stormtrooper that you saw his face. The only one. Now, obviously, he's the main character in the series, but kind of cool that that's, like, the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Because I never noticed that until that point. I'm like, oh, my God, after watching all these again, holy shit, you don't see their faces. Yeah. I was very excited after episode seven for the way they were making things go. Yeah. And then episode eight was just a letdown for me. Right. uh, Personally. And a lot of... I don't know. I just, the episode nine better be better make the story arcs work because if they're bringing back, there's the rumor is they're bringing back Palpatine and yeah, yeah because you hear them and yeah. Um, with that, like how is Ray the main character now going to be able to defeat Palpatine if he's the big bad in one episode? Right? One movie. And he's clearly more powerful than Vader was. Like... And then you have Kylo Ren, too. Little moody bitch, too. Little moody guy. My, um... If, like... So, my my theory is is that there's going to be some sort of, you know, Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan are Force ghosts. 
I believe they're going to use some sort of power to help Ray. But then, like, what's the good arc? Does, does like, I feel like the, the best story is that Anakin, if Palpatine comes back and he's, like, alive, he's there in some way, in a body, bodily form, like, I feel like Anakin has to come back as Anakin and not Vader to face him. And, and like, that's, that's the guy that took him to the dark side and basically ruined the rest of his life. Anakin has to be the one to defeat him in that moment. Like, how great of a story would that be? That he gets redemption after his son comes and saves him, turns him back to the light side, then he's able to go back and defeat the, the guy who started it all. That is some time travely force fuckery that, like, whoa. I, I feel like that's how it has to be, though. That'd be crazy. Like, if Ray just beats him down easy or does something to, like, I'm going to be dissatisfied that someone who really wasn't trained in any sort of way, yep. like, Sidious was the most powerful guy in the galaxy, hands down. Yeah. So, well, I, I don't know. Here's my question. Yeah. Could all of this have been mitigated if Snoke didn't die like a bitch? Is I thought my naive self thought that eight was going to introduce Snoke as the actual character, right? As the actual big bad. Yeah. And then nine was going to culminate in a giant battle. Uh, Kylo struggling back and forth, light and dark, right? After he kills his dad and all that. And then Ray, like, yeah, she has like, it seems like she has some ties to the dark side, but she'll mainly be the light side of the force and maybe both of them teaming up to take against the big bad General Snoke in his evil Sith badassery. That's what I thought it was going to be. And then in eight, he dies just unbelievably stupidly. When he's being built up as this, I am an all-powerful being. You have no idea how powerful I am. And, oh, you're not. You're some decrepit old thing in a chair. whoop de doo da bro. Like, I... That well, like, surprised me, man. Yeah, I mean, they showed his power a little bit in eight in that room, but yeah, the way, like, I the thought way, of the him way, as Palpatine, like the, as a Palpatine esque character, something that powerful. Yeah, that's what I thought because when we saw when like uh, when you were talking about how is I asked how does Palpatine go from looking like a normal old dude to being like oh he looks way messed up right. And you said it's by... Well, they it, it could have been a couple things. The use of the dark side of the force does do damage to your body. Okay. It can make you look decrepit like that. Right. Or, so, like, some Sith who go into hiding are able to use the force to mask themselves. Okay. So that could have been it. So, either way, you look at Snoke, and he looks like that. Oh, yeah. Like, he looks very messed up, very, like... He looks like Palpatine does when Palpatine is an all-powerful being, more powerful than Darth Vader. That's and that's why I thought that Snoke was going to be that character. And when it turns out Snoke, uh, Snork, when it turns out Snoke wasn't, I'm like, well, what are they? What happens then? Because Kylo is like, who cares, man? You're not. Right. Come on. So yeah, with Snoke, um, you know, yeah, he has that big scar across his face. Yeah, and half of his jaw is kind of weird right the i think a, a big nod that people didn't pick up on as much as the ring he wore was actually i believe sidious's master darth plagueis's i okay i did hear about that so 
Is that... <sighs> so is he Plagueis's apprentice? Or... Or was he Sidious's Because right. Sidious took, like, if um, in episode three, the statues in his, in his office before he went all power on them... Yeah. Or... Um, were from Plagueis. They were from his... Whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, so it could have been something that Sidious had that now um, Snoke had. So, it, like, for me, it was like, okay, Snoke was Sidious's uh, apprentice. Um, Vader wasn't his only one. And we always thought, we always thought that Sidious was dead. Like, or, or something had happened to him as to him not yeah. being around anymore. Right. So, um, we know Vader's dead. So, that's, yeah. that's so I, I really don't, it all depends on how they do this in episode nine. Like, does. Palpatine come back as just like a, a force ghost to talk to Kylo sure. to unleash the full darkness. Right. Does like what the, and then you, so another whole side of this is you have the Knights of Ren. Yep. Um, who are they? How are they going to fall into the, are they just Kylo's army? Is that they're basically, or are they Kylo's apprentices? I, I don't know how they're going to portray them in the movie. Okay. Um, so what are they in the lore? I think they're basically, so, like, when Kylo leaves Luke's training, but when he's been, he takes some of the members with him. Okay. I believe they're Force-sensitive individuals that are meant to help him out. Now, the, the funny thing is, the Knights of Ren isn't calling to Kylo Ren. Ren is actually a different group of something or other. Oh, because I honest to God thought it was, like, Kylo's group yeah no there's there's i don't even know the full thing i haven't looked into it but okay. there's another ren thing out there sure so god that's i don't weird. even know what they are i hope they explain it yeah See, i feel i want like, them to explain it i feel like seven into eight we didn't get a lot of the answers we wanted from seven no eight into nine i don't know if we're gonna get a lot of the answers we wanted from the all of it and we need them and that's it that's the last right so it's i it's the last mainline one that we know of for a while so, and I feel like the way it's going is basically it's, it's like the head of good versus evil. Right. Yeah. And I, and you know, there are things in the lore uh, that are called gray Jedis. They operate kind of in the middle on both sides of the force. Okay. If you get rid of the extremes, like the Jedi and the Sith, you're left with a balance. I feel like that's where we're headed. It's a culmination of all the good guys, Anakin, Ben Kenobi, Yoda. Qui-Gon. Maybe Qui-Gon's there. No, I doubt it. He wasn't a force ghost that we saw. Um, sorry. <laughs> womp womp. Luke. I don't know. We don't know where Luke's going to show up. Is he a force ghost now? Is he just gone? Like, what happened to Luke? He d literally vanished from that point. Did Han Solo have a connection to the force or was it just Leia? I think it was just Leia. Okay. But we don't know. I don't know. Um, so so is it going to be... Is it going to be all these good guys versus all these old bad guys, like just coming to a head here and then the force is balanced out by everyone just going away? Mace Windu. Mace Windu. He does like a bitch too. But anyway, I've had enough Star Wars talk now. I'm good. <laughs> all we'll right. see what happens in episode nine yeah. on the 20th of December. And stay tuned next week. We'll probably talk about Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I am excited for the new movie though. Although Me I too. I feel like the the story isn't the way I wanted to go. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see it. Hopefully it, it, it fulfills what I need in episode nine. Yes. 
I agree. Shall we close this out? Let's do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 104 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you, oh, and Star Wars Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week where we probably have some more thoughts about Halo Reach on PC, and hopefully, hopefully, we have some information about that Reach PC event sponsored by the HCS. But until then, bye-bye!